Welcome world to episode 136 of the Chamberlain and Chance podcast. The finest podcast if ever there were. I'm Chance. I write the games at chance.blogspot.com. With me, as always, is Chamberlain. Chamberlain, how are you doing this week? I'm doing just fine. My hearing has just about returned from what I did on Sunday, which we'll talk about in a little bit. You, you, sound a little, you sound a little tired, you sound a little worn out in the throat. Were you doing well, any then, screaming? No, no, that's because I just had to mow the lawn in like 90 degree humid weather because it's ah. raining the rest of the week. So, ah. home ownership is a bitch. See, what I would do in that situation, which drove my ex crazy, is I would just mow the lawn the week after. But then it gets too long. That's, yeah, no, it, it can get that long. It's a beautiful thing, long grass. You can lay in it, roll around in it. There's lots of like little fun yellow flowers. That's right. That's right. Softest. It's soft. It's soft. It's soft. The cicadas and crickets keep it company. That's, That's right. true. And joining us is Alex of dailycrackpot.blogspot.com. Alex, how's life treating you? The odds are that one out of four snakes aren't venomous. <laughs> Which is by it depends on where you live. If you're in yeah. Australia, five out of four snakes are venomous. So yeah, if, just if you see a black snake in North Carolina, you're good. They're probably keeping the copperheads away. But if you don't, well, it's probably copperheads, and that that tall grass is no fun. <laughs> yeah, we got we got the the snakes that I'm most aware of. I live in a region called Manitoba in Canada, and there's there's a thing up here called I think it's called the Labray Snake Pits or something like that. Mm. And you go over there, and what you what you end up doing is walking across these bridges that look down into crags in the earth. Just like, you know, it looks like there was a Lord of the Rings fight in one of these things once. <laughs> it looks kind of like that. Like, just a little chasm that goes down about 30, 40, 50 feet. And as you look down, if you go at the right time, what you see is a giant undulating mass of garter snakes. So super green. Super greed. And like, you know, the tiniest, most harmless snakes in the world. That's what we got in Canada. <laughs> like, uh, cr- like a Cronenberg, uh, Muppet movie. No, it's not gross. It's not gross at all. It's just, it's just a ton of a harmless snakes. It's just you a ton would, of harmless snakes. But you, you would seen? not want to yeah. fall in there. Have well, you no, s- yeah. I can't imagine who would. <laughs> the person who would is going to have a wonderful time. <laughs> you know the Planet Earth segment, like the, the lizard trying to escape from like all those snakes? Yes. It's it has been gift many times, yes. Oh, my God. It's just its own action movie in two minutes. <laughs> and he lives. He makes he, it. He, he shouldn't. He should die like five times. Nope. And it's just he's been chased by a wall of snakes. It is amazing. <laughs> the drive to survive is strong. All right. So, I regret to inform you that We Happy Few is actually a functioning game. Okay, well, that's better news. Better than I'd heard. It functions. Now, I'm assuming that most of the reviews that we're all familiar with came before the quote-unquote big-ass patch that I downloaded. That makes sense. the install. Mm -hmm. So, I have played it, oh, geez, almost 20 hours now? 20, 25 hours? Jesus. It's only crashed once. And I have run into no broken quests. Now, I am not telling you that the game is good, uh-huh. because it is not. You played but it for am, 20 hours, that's some... Well, it's because I've got nothing else to play at the moment. I, I am not flush with good JRPGs, like, like some of us are. Ah. So, yeah, it works. It functions. You can turn it on, you can control kind of what's going on, things move on the screen, but that's about the best I can say for it. There are so many, like, amateurish problems that I don't understand how they exist in a game that costs $60. They're things that you would expect to see on, like, Steam shovelware, 
For example, like any other RPG anywhere, when you look at things on your map, you know, you get a quest, you can see them on your map, and you can go over there and you finish your quest. Any other RPG, that little quest marker goes away uh-huh. to signify that that quest is done. Okay. Ooh. It doesn't happen in this one. The first Borderlands it, it used stays to do that. after a quest it's, is done. Yes, it stays and it stays uh. active. It is indistinguishable that it's finished. Now, the only time that the map actually updates is when you die. So if you die, any quests that you're finished, the dig spots that you've done, are cleaned off the map. But apart from that, the map never updates. That's that seems like a total oversight. Yeah, well, it, it, or a bug or something, but it was not fixed in the patch. Now, what's even funnier is. I remember I actually had this game on my hype list was like like two years ago, I think. And, and you warned me, like, you know, that's kind of like a roguelike. Yeah, I know. And then so I'm amazed you're still playing it. Well, that's the thing. It's not anymore. Not eating or not drinking doesn't kill you. It just makes your stamina recover a little less. And dying is like dying in Bioshock. It doesn't do anything. Like, you die... And you start maybe a block away from where you died. Everything you killed is still dead. Any items you picked up, you still have. There's no, there's no roguelike left in this game. It's kind of disappointing to me. In fact, so, that's really disappointing yeah. to me. No, I, I get what you're saying. Like, I would argue that Bioshock with the Vita Chambers turned off is kind of a roguelike. It is, but with the Vita Chambers turned on, you can basically save scum without saving. Yeah. Um, so what made this game unique is in part gone. So all I have to compare it to now are other first person open world RPGs and they're all better than this. <laughs> the only thing it has is it's visually a little bit interesting but the character models are so bad. Yeah. I think yeah. in the blog I called them bad Morrowind mods. I mean they look terrible. Really? The, 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 the sinking on the models is way off. The animations are bad. The same models are reused constantly. There's this little old lady character that shows up like three and four times on the screen at once. Oh. I, and they all look favorite. the same. So I'm playing it because I have nothing else to play at the moment. And because, honestly, because all of the achievements are super rare, <laughs> I just kind of like having them now. That one guy. <laughs> There's this one guy out there who played it. Now, I don't know how long the game is. You start off as, as Arthur and... Apparently, I, I, there's I, three protagonists. Yeah, see, that's the thing. And I'm wondering if when you switch protagonists, it just redraws the map and you start over again. Because I oh. can't stomach this game for three protagonists. Or have you finished the first one yet? No, I haven't finished Arthur oh. yet. The first uh, one I'll took 20 th- hours. Yeah, it's still wow. going. That is that is legitimately impressive. So, I, I don't know. I, the, 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 I know. The, what bothers me the most is that the idea of a town in World War II... Era, era Britain actually just post it now but what, what happened is in World War II this town did something so heinous that it became policy that everybody take this drug to forget what they did see and that really, alone is really interesting yes me. it is and what, what's interesting is in the town nobody remembers but if you get to the people who have been kicked out of the town their memory slowly begins to come back and they start to remember what they did and they all feel terrible about it so there's there's a nugget here that is being completely wasted on just a shit game. Oh. Okay, just because neither of you are going to play this. Yeah, 60 hours of garbage. To our listeners, don't play this. But what what happened was that 
1942, the Germans made landfall. And this town or area drove them off. In 1943, they came back. And they basically occupied the area. And right towards the end of the war, for some reason, the Germans demanded all the children under a certain age. And the town gave it to them. And the reason they did is because that the Germans had the town just loaded with tanks. So like, well, what are we going to do? The the Germans say nothing bad's going to happen, so they give money. Well, the kids never come back. And then your character figures out later on that the tanks were all fake. So there's there's story here. There's a good idea here. Good tragic, you know, stuff that is just completely wasted with bad British humor, uh, basically a Ringo Starr cameo and combat that is just awful. So having uh, having played a satisfactory amount of the game, yes. what do you now feel about Microsoft purchasing the studio? Um, I think they've made a mistake. <laughs> See, okay, I, I wonder how much of this is due to Take-Two saying, oh, well... That's a cool start. Make it bigger. And the team not having any skill to make it any bigger. I don't know. But I mean, either way, this, this, this studio was not a good purchase. It was not a good purchase. Maybe some more experience, maybe in five to ten years, but now I can't imagine them actually putting something out that's actually anything, anything worthwhile. That is brutal. The one, the one, okay, one little visual interesting touch that I actually kind of liked. The first time you have to take joy to get through a detector, you look down and the road is kind of swimming back and forth. Okay. Like you're drunk. Uh-huh. And that's that's the best I can give you. Well. That. That's that's a effect. So, that's yeah, so it's one effect. Funny. It's one effect. That's that, that that's it. Oh, that and and um, if you need to craft things, you can go anything you have in your storage unit, which doesn't count against your encumbrance. Oh, yeah. Encumbrance, encumbrance counts towards what you can um, craft with. So if you need a lockpick and you don't happen to have any of the stuff, but you have the stuff back in your base, doesn't matter. You can craft it. Which you know what else? What else does that? Diablo three. If it's in a box, you can craft with it. There you go. Really. D- Diablo 3 is a laundry list of good little choices like that. Yeah. Yes. Like, e- everywhere you look, there's a little choice in there like I appreciate. Like how in the original game, you had to mash the mouse button to attack. And oh, yeah. on on PS4, at least, uh, you just hold the button down. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. no. You can just hold the... Oh, thank God. You can just hold the, the mouse button down. Yeah, but that is a change. And that's a good change. And then, so, like, again, Diablo 3 is a wonderful example of every little choice in there is a choice like that. At this point, Diablo 3 is like that. Yeah. And, you know, you, you got to kind of say about Compulsion, who were the devs of We Happy Few, this isn't their first rodeo. This is, like, their third game. And they've, they've been trying to do the, the aren't we clever indie studio thing since the start, since they did, um, what was that terrible uh, platform? Silhouette? Yeah, you, it's not called Silhouette, but you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, it was this shadow. It wasn't thing. terrible. It no, was, it was, um... but you liked it. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. It was, uh, okay. Yeah, it was pretty shitty. So yeah, Compulsion have, have kept on trying to do these games that are more intelligent, they, think they're more intelligent than they are kind of they're yeah. like they're like um they're like quantic dream the indie studio <laughs> uh contract. Oh, contract. the writing i've seen is already contrast. way better contrast 
Mm-mm. Well, yeah, but you know, it's easy to put writing in trailers that doesn't look terrible. But then again, you're right; it, it did at the very least beat uh, Detroit in that area. No, the the those scene where they're like beating a pinata and ends up being a dead rat—that was that was good. Uh, yeah, that, you know, that, yeah. Well, like, yeah, David and Cage that... could not pull that off. That's in the very beginning of the game. You're you're you are you're off your joy and you don't take it. And that's like that that trailer you saw is basically the opening scene. Oh and, wow! Yeah. I mean, you, the, your person comes in, says, why are you off your jaw? You say, I'll take it. And you have an option to take it right then. I didn't because, well, fuck that. And then you walk into the party and you're kind of coming off of it. And they're like eating guts out of this rat mm. just out of nowhere. It's gross. Um, but it has the desired effect because then he freaks out and runs. They, they label him a downer and suddenly the bobbies show up. And the first time you see the bobbies, like, oh, they're actually kind of creepy looking. But then you see them walking around in the street with such terrible pathing and AI that they like clump up on each other because they don't know where to go. Mm-hmm. That they lose any intimidation factor. At least you can give them a bottle of whiskey and stop. they go away. Criminal scum. Stop. Criminal scum. Stop. Yeah, it's, Criminal scum. It's, I, I must get old. As soon as I have something else to play, I will play it. Because this is not lighting my fire in that, any way. That's not a endorsement. That's a prison sentence. Yeah. Well, I got nothing else to play right now. But at least Dragon Quest is on the way, and I hear Dragon Quest is pretty good. Oh, people it's pretty are, good. People are saying good things about Dragon Quest, but before we move on, there's two corrections I wanted to issue. Ah. Uh, first of all, last week we were talking about a dude on the Penny Arcade forums who was kind of giving me a hard time. And as I was listening to the podcast the next day, I was like, you know what? I should have said what I always said when we bring up any toxicity on the Penny Arcade forums. I fucking love the Penny Arcade forums. I'm really glad they're there compared to a lot of other toxic cesspools of the internet it's a breath of fresh air where you actually you know like the the mods actually do kind of everyone just kind of goes by the rules no yeah. one in, no one in penny or i've never seen someone in penny arcade like post a bunch of dick pics so that mods will ban me because fuck you guys like no one that never happens in penny arcade it, it's a it doesn't because nice it's people. a much smaller community than a lot of other places their forums aren't really that big compared to other forums yeah, Which is and fine. I, I'm and fine I, with that. I love and appreciate the Penny Arcade forums. And and I just wanted to throw that out there that maybe that discussion last week was not as uh, em- empathetic towards that person as I would have liked in hindsight. <laughs> we didn't call anybody out by name. No, but at the same time, you know, I don't, you know, it, it, he's not here to defend, or she or she is not here to defend themselves against me. At the same time, I did feel attacked and a little hurt, but that's, you know, again. Well, let's get him as a guest. Uh, let's not. <laughs> and uh and the the other correction was uh when Alex was talking about the theme song to Disenchantment and listing off all the influences that went into it and I said well man it's just ripping off the Game of Thrones theme. I went back and listened to it again. Yeah, Alex is right. The Game of Thrones scene is there for like a bar the throne Game of Thrones theme ripoff is there for like a bar and a half and then yeah. it just does other shit for the rest of the song. It's mostly just riffing. Yes, very much. Right. I like it. The more I hear, it. I've watched the whole thing twice. It's a fun show. It's a I, yeah. It's it's a good. It's a good. Just kind of leave on and do something else. Show. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's not gonna. We're not getting a Godfellas out of it anytime soon. But we don't need a Godfellas. What the hell is Godfellas? That's the best episode of Futurama. Oh. Where Bender gets the um society on his ass. Oh, that is a good one. <laughs> when that he's flying through space. Would I call that the best one? I do. I do. I think it's the best story they ever told. And that was like right after uh, Roswell that ends well. No, yeah, I was gonna say I gotta go with Roswell that ends well. That's funny. I did do like, nasty you, in the pasty. 
Like, like, and you keep forgetting, like, there's all sorts of great stuff around it, like, uh, what's it, Truman busting out of, like, a crate for no reason. Yeah. With his bare hands. It's just like, I forgot how funny this is. And then, like, Zoidberg comes on to him. And then there's the surgery. Ah, oh, it's such good, so good. It's I did actually watch the first episode. It's, um, it's different. Bender's voice is wrong. No, 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 not that. I'm talking about the first episode okay. of Disenchantment. Yeah, yeah. And the only real laugh I got was of the racist antelope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. But but there, there were a lot of little sight gags in there, and it kind of it played stuff for laughs that we understand instantly. Like like yeah. uh, the um, I've never felt this way before. Sub- sobriety, mum, or something like that. Yeah, mm. oh, I and, love her. Yeah, but it, no, I love that character. But that character only becomes interesting like four episodes in. When no. when the princess has been kicked out of the castle, needs a place to stay, goes and stays with her fucking uh, nurse in in the, the poor area of town, like that was a, you know that was a cool little moment. Well, we only got it on last Wednesday when the when the horse ran into it and died there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like she has a great little thing, like where she's talking, she's giving like the princess a shampoo and she's talking about, oh my little netty flu took him last week, R- rather big shame. No, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Put him in the corpse pit this morning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, he's in a better place. Oh, yes, those little friends. <laughs> oh, God. So good. It's so good. It is. It is. It's it's super dark. And I'll get it on to the rest of it. But the thing it's is, dark. I want the next season already. I want to know what happens. Yeah, no, it's not enough. At the end. It's not it's enough. Really not Ten enough. episodes. Yeah, they should have done 20. For I bet they did 20 at once, and they just put up a year apart. Speaking of see. wanting more episodes, the series finale of Adventure Time just happened. And, uh. How long has that been going? Uh, 10 years. Well, or a little more. Um, but Adventure Time has been notoriously shitty for its DVD and Blu ray releases. It's still shitty for Blu ray releases, but season 7 has been out on Blu ray for years. This final season is the end of season 10. Jeez. So what they've done is all three of the final seasons are available in one DVD for 20 bucks, available on September 11th, I think. Huh. So yep. all three seasons are like instantly available, already pre-ordered. Awesome. But but DVD though. Yeah, but everything every other every other season was released on DVD. In fact, I think I have most of them on DVD, so I'll be fine. I I like the idea of physical releases. I don't. I'm just talking about DVD versus Blu-ray. Yeah. Well, I don't know yeah. Do I'm being an elitist prick. Sorry. No, like <laughs> seven, it's weird. Like, it is literally not available in Blu-ray. Like, isn't that uh, weird? It, it once you're used to 1080p, it's really hard to go. Yeah, back. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard to go back. And the thing is, with Adventure Time, it actually doesn't matter all that much. Like, yeah, if you got a lot of, you know, color contrast and like thick lines, you don't notice it too much. That's and that's very much what Adventure Time is. But at the same time, I do notice the difference. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I do wish do wish I had it on Blu-ray. So, having purchased, I've already owned all the seven previous seasons. I've already pre-ordered this final three seasons Blu-ray. But when the box set of Blu-rays comes out, yep, 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 yep. it's Adventure Time. It's like <clears throat> one of the best shows. Ever. And like speaking right. of which, I think Disenchantment's just a decent PG thirteen adventure time. Mm. I feel no. like it takes its No, 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 no. I think no, it's it's in a completely opposite direction. Adventure it's a lot Time more misanthropic? Uh, uh, yes. Adventure Time is genuinely whimsical. Like yeah. genuinely whimsical and wants to go off and have cool adventures. It's fucking wonderful. It's like the best indie game. Intense in ten minute increments over and over and over again. It's just this interesting, creative, wonderful thing again and again and again and again and again. And yeah, no, disenchantment is very cynical and uh, taps into our cynicism and yeah, yeah, exploits it. It's very mm-hmm. different. Speaking of which, 
There's a trailer for the new season of BoJack Horseman. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, my God. Did you watch it? No, I haven't. Okay. I just, we'll, we'll watch no, it later. Just, yeah. We'll watch, we'll watch it after the <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be like, it's going to be late September this year, I think. Just in yeah. time to get depressed. Yeah, just in time. <laughs> just in time for the days to get shorter. So I, How? I, for it to yeah. get colder. I want to hear about Dragon Quest XI. Uh, uh-huh. Alex is the only one of us who've played it. But before we do, we need to close the book on Guacamelee 2. Oh, okay. okay. Alex, did you ever finish it? I'm not having fun with it anymore. Well, that's the kind of the thing, yeah. Yeah. What? And I... Like the Obsidian Temple just is being a huge dick. Um, no, yeah, like, it is... I'm not having fun. It is kind of some of the harder platforming until you get to the optional shit. And then the optional shit is even worse. The final fight, I will say, a huge improvement over the Kalaka battle from the first game. Yeah, that yes. one was kind of bullshit. Yeah, the, the final battle in this uses all your skills, all your abilities. It feels fucking fantastic to beat the shit out of this guy. I love Salvador. It's, yeah, it's great. It Salvador is, is a great villain. He, he really, really was is. cool. Yes. He really is. And, and the, the whole Mexican, like, there was all kinds of little things in this game that I loved, but there's a line, I think, in the Kotaku review, or maybe it was Eurogamer, that Guacamelee 2 is somehow less than the sum of its parts. Where I can look at various aspects of it and love them, but as a whole, I don't view it as positively as I do any of the other Met- other Metroidvanias that have come back in an illustrious year of Metroidvanias. It's, it's getting kind of ridiculous. It's already past ridiculous. It's insane. It's insane how many great Metroidvanias we've had this year. So, Chamberlain, you you beat all the chicken temples. I beat everything. Yes, you beat everything. You're you're the one among us who beat every <laughs> challenge of Guacamelee. <laughs> Did you attempt the chicken temples? Yeah, I did the, I tried the first one and it was the one where you have to, you start running from left to right and then there's like a, a dimensional shift that travels with you. Yes. So you that's have to nail one. every jump. Yes. Yep. And then you, and then, and so I got like to the, you run from right to left, then from left to right, or left, you run left to right, then from right to left, then from left all the way to the right again. And by the time I had failed and the last time of going to the right to the top one, I was just like, okay, fuck this. I'm not having fun. <laughs> I'm just not having fun. Like, I know I can do it. I know if I practiced, I could do it. I could memorize this. But um, I'm going to go play The Messenger now. Because I've already beaten this game. I and, really want to hear about that. And I... Oh, it's so fucking good. But we'll get to it. Uh, <laughs> See, for some reason, those that those challenges, though, they hook me in a way that, you know, Dark Souls or even Hollow Knight don't. I don't know uh, why. It's because it, it, it might be so because... Bad, Chamberlain. So well, no, it, it so might be better. because... I can see the goal. I know precisely what the goal is. And I know once I finish this bit of platforming, I will have made it to the goal. So there's that whole idea again of I know what the end is. And if it takes me an hour of retries, fine. But I know that the end is right there. And I pick up that part of the key. Well, fair enough. But for for me, it was, it was, it was again, like I mentioned it last week, that often the challenges that Guacamelee 2 threw at me weren't so much like, oh, you're having fun with me. Okay, let's continue to dance game. No, it no. wasn't like that. And, it's and adversarial. It, it's very adversarial. It was very much, fuck you, Drinkbox, for expecting me to do this. Fuck your fucking dimensions shifting shit constantly. Like, it's just not fun. It's not about motion anymore. It's about... It's it's about this little stupid mechanic you've decided. To it's add about in. the fifty times I tried to you know do an uppercut and turn into a chicken. Oh, because the buttons are. Oh weird. yeah, the yeah. buttons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the number just... of buttons is really kind of excessive, and and I know that the whole thing of you know I punch 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 in this direction. If I keep on mashing punch, I can't turn around. I'm sure that's intentional. Yes. 
but at the same time, it doesn't feel good to play. It doesn't, it doesn't, like, you know, pulling everything off feels really cool, it does, but it, it's, it, it feels needlessly constrictive. It's, it feels like one of those early Metal Gear games where Kojima came out and said that, yeah, we made it so it's really hard to control to increase the tension. Uh, well, you made it really hard to control. <laughs> like, the, the combat really, really, I don't know, did you unlock all of the extra abilities? Mm-hmm. So you got to the point where after your combo hits a hundred, your special oh, yeah. abilities are free. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, it is. And and the I combo love, meter. I do love the combat, and I love the enemy design. Yeah. The enemy designs are great. Uh, getting up to like a super high combo, it's so, like you're literally flames are coming off you. Mm-hmm. It, it looked too busy the first time I saw a trailer. I fucking love it in practice. But again, that's a part. I love that part. <laughs> 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 and there's lots of parts in Guacamelee 2 that I can point to and I adore them. But as a whole, um, the only reason I kind of put this a little bit above Dead Cells is all the wonderful presentation and jokes and joy that are in the game and really not how it felt to play. Nah, I, I gotta give Dead Cells the edge here. Just in terms of gameplay. I Just in terms agree. of gameplay, honestly. Oh. I, I had so much fun the entire time I played it. And I, I put Guacamole down maybe eight or nine times. And I was just like, this, I did it nine times because I wasn't having fun. And I'm not even like halfway through it. No, you haven't even the, gotten the hard you, stuff yet. No, he said he was at the Obsidian Temple. Yeah, about halfway through that. Isn't the Obsidian Temple the last one? No, that's like the second the snake, one. The Snake Temple's the last one. Uh, it's the one where you get the headbutt thing. God, the Snake yep. Temple was fucking awesome, though. Yeah, it was. I bet. Yeah, like, yeah, no, there's like, there's, there's serpents that, that are in one dimension and not the other, and you gotta platform them. And I like, I like, mm-hmm. the, like the, the raw minerals, like iridescence. Like how oh. shiny, like all the obsidian the jade is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like the, the visual effects in the game are, it's, it's wonderful, but I don't find, I didn't find it as cohesive as the first one. Does that make sense? No. It's much more linear than the first yeah, one. Yeah. I'll like, give you that. Go here, and now here, and uh-huh. now here. And now here. The first one actually felt like I was exploring a connected world. Yeah. And this one felt like a series of one-offs. Go do this, go do that. Yeah, especially that prison sequence. That was so... Like, point A to point B. How long did they have to make this? Was it Slapdash? No, no, no. I'm I'm sure sure they're quite satisfied with what they put out. And it did get solid reviews. And it is a solid game. The thing is, it's just the worst excellent Metroidvania. (laughs) <laughs> in, a year, in a year of excellent Metroidvanias. Like, I think if Guacamelee 2 had come out on its own without Hollow Knight on one end and fucking The Messenger on the other, um, we'd just be talking about Guacamelee 2 and it would be in the top five at the end of the year. The Messenger is a Metroidvania? That looked more like a Ninja Gaiden game to me. Well, <clears throat> do we want to get into this? Let's well, no, let's this. talk about Dragon Quest first. Dragon let's Quest. talk about yeah. something awesome. Yeah, okay. It is so cute in an intentional and beautiful way. I like that. Okay. It is f- for children, but not exclusively. Like it is, it's going archetypal, but it's, it, it's not exactly for me, but I don't care because it's, it's such a tough as nails RPG underneath everything to where I don't, I, I appreciate the artistry and don't feel left out. I'm not listening to the dialogue. I have turned the voices off and I'm just skipping as fast as I can, mm. but. I am having a blast. I get the gist of what's happening. Uh, I'm already like dual dual wielding like knives on one character, plotting out what other what are, what other weapons people are going to use. Um, I don't know if you played any other Dragon Quest things, but a lot of shit is based around like metal enemies. Do you know okay. what this is? Uh, metal enemies. Metal enemies. They oh. 
they give out like four times more experience than anything else in the game. Oh. Which is precious, precious great shit. And you, they run, they basically run away at the side of you. <gasps> you have almost no time to hit them. And when you do hit them, you do like one damage. But they only have like, you know, six HP. But the odds of you actually having it stick around for more than two turns are like less than 25%. Hmm. So there's a lot of like crazy shit you can do at the back of your like health tr- or your skill tree that like specifically attacks metal enemies. Oh. And like everyone, like all the guys are saying, just go straight for those. I'm like, yes, I know how to do this. Because <laughs> it, it, it's a really hard game. But it, this is a lot easier than eight. Like 15 well, years before. Like eight felt like a game that was stuck on hard mode. This is a much more gradual like learning curve. Hmm. Is well, the I've... combat straight turn based? Straight turn based. Well, I, I, I made it that way. It, it, you can kind of walk around shit if you want to, but it'll stop when it's your turn or it'll stop when it's this character's turn. And, oh, that's yeah. okay. Just play a turn based then. Yeah. yeah, that's what I've been doing. <clears throat> and you fly through like a, if you hit a fight you don't really want and you can avoid almost any fight just by running, it, it, it's over in maybe seven seconds if you just need to hit everything and kill it. It, it, it respects your time in a way like a game like this shouldn't. And, and I, uh, the Kotaku review really focused on the fact that you don't need to grind. Have you found your bosses yet? Um, yeah, and they're kind of hard. Nothing's really wiped me out yet. And awesome. I've, I just, I just got a full party, and that took about seven hours. Wow. Wow. And I'm having fun. Like, the combat was fun with, like, you just, you just with your, like, your best bud, like, most of the, like, the first five hours. And it's still fun. Like, it, like, everything's really simple. You start out with, like, 10 HP, or 10 MP, and it's interesting how much of a game they can build around that. Like, fighting magic costs 2 MP a turn, but healing costs 4. But it's a lot of healing. Like, every little bit, like, fits. Do you get your MP back at the end of a fight? No. No. You have to, Ooh. you have to heal and, you have to, like, go to, like, uh, uh, campfires and stuff. Mm. But so it's interesting to see, like, how long you can stay out in the wild and grind. Mm. And that becomes its own little game. I want to check it out. It's good. I got the disc. The disc is downstairs. It's really good. I don't like the music. <laughs> so, okay, you said that, I, I saw that in the chain of emails. It's MIDI? Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. I... It sounds like, I'm sure they're going for brave artistic choice. It sounds like they just ran out of money or in debt to the mob or something. It sounds <laughs> half finished. It the sounds MIDI like, mob. It the sounds MIDI like mob shook them down. Shit. It sounds terrible. <laughs> Well, you know, you know what? I was thinking about it the other day, and apparently the rationale that the Kotaku reviewer, and the reason I keep going back to the Kotaku reviewer is because this guy has apparently played every Dragon Quest game. It's a nuts read. review. You should read it just for the entertainment value. Yes. Um, so uh, so one, one of the things they said in the review was, where the fuck was I going with this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was, that, was that the MIDI music is there because that's just how it's always been with Dragon Quest. No. Well, that is incorrect. Well, for, first of all, I've played Dragon Quest spin-offs that did not have fucking MIDI music. Eight, 15 years ago. Really? F- could afford the same aesthetic in a gorgeous, if repetitive, orchestral soundtrack. Well, apparently, uh, I think I read a thing that said with eight, uh, that was part of the localization. Oh. Wow. Yes. It was a magnificent localization. <laughs> a, a, a bold choice. They should have <laughs> done that again. <laughs> I, I, I'm, it's terrible. I've turned it off half the time and listened to some podcasts. I've turned it back on, but only with a podcast behind it, cause it's just, oh god, it's a lot of, like almost exactly in that key. Oh. It is nails on a goddamn chalkboard. 
constant. And the same battle theme over and over. Because could have variety with that. Yeah, but every game, every fucking JRPG has the same battle theme. Yeah, but the last Ooh. time, it was a 32-piece orchestra. It was a little <laughs> easier to stomach. <laughs> it was a little bit. So, like, if you could bring your own soundtrack to this, you could play this forever. Well, the graphics are good. Oh, so beautiful. Because the graphics are what sold me in the first place. It is so pretty. And you can just run. You can run so goddamn fast. You're basically a 60-mile-per-hour Cadillac on Yeah. Cadillac. It's nice. great. There is no tedium in this, and there should be. Now, is, is, does the main character have any personality, or is... Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> what, what, what do you, no, no, no. Oh, this JRPG, is not, okay. This is not Shakespeare. This is yet another, like, mild Star Wars. You're literally called the Chosen One from the first ten seconds. Ah. Well, um, the, the other thing that Kotaku reviewer kind of threw out there is that there's a twist. There's some sort of mechanical twist in this uh, game, uh, towards the end. And he's being really generous, I bet. I, I don't know, uh, but, well, the, everything else was quite generous, so it wouldn't surprise me. But a I'm, lot I'm, is quite generous. I'm quite curious to find out what that is. I, I, I really want to see it too. I haven't even met the characters he's talking about. I probably won't for another 10 hours. I just met the clown dude. What's the clown there, there, dude's name? There's a clown dude. I think it's, it's something Italian. Huh. He's a foppish Italian stereotype, and he's kind of great. Clown. We'll learn Sylvester, in about 70 Sylvester hours. or something. Right? I don't know. 70 hours, 80 hours, something crazy like that. Man, like, I, I, just, I love yes. the way they have their black mage set up. How's that? Uh, basically, if you have her with, I think, maybe it's weapons specific, but I have her with her wand. And whenever she hits an enemy with her wand, she gets like 8 MP back. Ooh. Ooh. And her, be- her, she has some, well, I think it's like 5 MP. And her best Still. spells are like 7 MP. And there's a really great risk reward in there. Does she attack or does she charge back up? Hmm. And like I have it set up for my uh, uh, rogue that he can, he has two weapons in his hands, which means he attacks twice per turn, mm-hmm. which is just nuts. I have an extra character almost. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Well, I'm gonna have to check it out. I guess. And like just the the monsters are adorable in an inventive, fun way. There, there's a pig witch. <laughs> there, it's 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 this little boar. It's little. It's this little. It's Sounds a like a McDonald's boar sandwich. That's Sorry. wearing a witch hat that's almost bigger than itself. And it's constantly trying to knock it back up on its head. And when it's defending, it hides under the, 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 the hat. It is a nonstop delight in the first couple hours here. All right, I'll check it out. It's, it's, I, I don't, I don't say this. I'd never praise anything for being cute because I'm just, I, I'm not wired that way. I don't appreciate it as much, but this is so inventive. And it's putting me over. I'll have you know I got a lot of plays of the game this weekend too, Alex. What'd you get? Plays of the game. And what, and what with who? In Overwatch, with, 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 Tra- with Tracer. I think I did get a Moira one, too, but who cares? <laughs> How is Myra like, holding up? Is she still in the... Oh, yeah, she's a beast. She's a okay, beast. so people like her. Is she's, anyone... She's far and away the highest single-target heal in the game. Okay, so is anyone still as unbeloved as Winston? Um, Winston's solid. He's always been solid. Okay, but like, he, I just never saw him. No, that's because people at RSR don't really know how to run dive. Ah. But but um, but every now and then I'll lock Tracer and someone will lock Winston. And if this Winston has a gold gun, I'm going to have a real good game. Because Winston and Tracer will work so fucking well together. If the Winston knows what he's doing, if the Tracer knows what he's doing, oh man, it's good. It's so good. I've been like killed. Every time something's rampaged, I have died. Every, t- every time a Winston has, has rampaged has anywhere around me, I have died. 
when Winston ults, okay, Winston's Tesla canna, Tesla cannon, that thing that, you know, does electrifies people in an arc in front of them, um, or a cone in front of them, that does 60 damage per second. That makes it far and away the lowest single target, well, no, the second lowest single target damage in the game. The other could only be Moira's Drain, which is, I think, what, 35. So Winston does really, really low damage as a general rule. When he ults, he, his melee attacks deal 50 damage, and he can melee attack a little more than, uh, I think it's 1.5 times per second. So his DPS goes up to like 75 per second when he ults. Um, he, yeah, he deals like no fucking damage. And what he's really there for is as a distraction as his team actually does something that you should be caring about or knocking you off an edge. Because when he hits you, he will slam you back like 30 feet. And then the challenge for the Winston is to leap onto you, land the damage from his win- from his jump pack landing, hit another melee. So it's bump, wham, bump, wham. Assuming the Winston can do it, not many can. Yeah. And I spent a lot of time as Zen, so I got knocked out of the box a lot. <laughs> right off the edge. Whee! Now, Winston's pretty good for countering a Zen. Like, there's... Uh, unless you're, like, a monster Zen that was landing headshots on him as he's flying towards you. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, he's just going to kill you. Nah, headshots on a flying Winston's not my... Yeah. Not my forte. Yeah. It's like, like there's kind of, like, number one fear for Zen is a Sombra, and number two is a Winston. Yep. Hmm. But uh, never been a lot of sombras either. Oh, uh, there's there's sombras and I hate them because they hack me and then I die. Oh, did you see how um the uh, cyberpunk chick is a carbon copy of? Uh, I just said her name. Tracer sombra. 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 Yeah. Nope. With the hair on the side of her head, that that kind of tight braid. No, they have oh. almost the same like eyes and lips too. It's kind of eerie. Wow. I didn't yeah. notice that. I think it was on Imgur. Imgur. Okay, hang on. Hmm. I don't like that. that cyberpunk. Question is, does Blizzard care? <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> no, Blizzard wouldn't care. Well, I mean... They're both hackers. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there's a the thing your RTX off, RTX on. Yep. No, no, I, no, I, no, I, I see why someone might jump to that conclusion because these are two women with tan skin and their heads are oh. shaved on one side, but that's kind of where it ends. Okay. That's where for me at least, yeah. I don't know, man. I might be racist. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of Overwatch. <laughs> oh no, okay, okay, let's do, let's do The Messenger. The Messenger. Yeah, please. <laughs> okay, so The Messenger was a game that I wasn't really uh, hyped at all for. Um, I didn't really care about it. It's just kind of the next thing that Devolver has been hyping all year. Like, they've been really been hyping this game. And I don't really give a shit if Devolver tells me a game's good. Because I, they've put out a bunch of stuff like, um, god, what the fuck was that? I don't know. They've put out stuff that I've tried based on the idea of it. And just fucking hate it. And, you know, Devolver's come, there's, it's been years since Hotline Miami, basically. Which was what put Devolver on the map, I think. And, um, and so they're not a, they're not a crest of quality anymore, but they've been hyping this game all fucking year. And every time they link to something, I'll click on an article and it'll be someone hyping the messenger. And I look at a screenshot for the messenger and I look at a trailer for the messenger and I don't understand why anyone's hyping this. Yes. And then I played it. Okay. Okay. So you know how, 
Uh, Hollow Knight is a good example, I think, of a game with very, very simple combat. You got a three-hit combo, uh, you can swing your sword down. And later on, you get shit like, you know, a double jump, and you get, uh, you know, special moves you can do by charging the blade or something. But really, it's, a, it's quite a simple game. And yet the combat is fucking excellent. Um, the, the messenger is even simpler. It's very Shovel Knight. It's so simple. It's very 8-bit retro. And usually, if you go back and actually play an 8-bit game, boy, it feels like shit to play. <laughs> like, it just doesn't play well compared well, the, to... The response time was always bad. We just yeah. didn't know how bad it was then. Exactly. And, and, and so this is a, it is a modern game, but it feels, it feels satisfying and immediately, immediately satisfying and really kind of nourishing in, in the way that ties into how it felt to play games as a kid. It's really kind of remarkable to me that it is it is very, very simple. Like, most enemies will die in a single hit. There are some enemies that take three hits, but the, the their attack is walking slowly towards you. Um, so it's, it... it's really about getting through the environment as quickly as possible and killing as, and killing everything so that you get shit to upgrade yourself with. Go on, Alex. Did you ever try uh, Stealth Bastard? Yes. Like, I just, I loved how, like, it took something you didn't think that, like, fast stealth could work. But then they found a way, and I really appreciated that. Don't speak to me of Stealth Bastard. Why? You didn't like it? No, I think it's I think it's a shitty stealth game. Yeah, I know, but like I like how they tried something different, and it sounds like this is Doesn't just like... matter that they tried something different, it's a shitty stealth game. <laughs> okay, it's, okay. The whole point of stealth is that your your sneakiness is your power. In 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 Stealth Inc. or a Stealth Bastard, you had no power. You were just it was either they saw you and you and you died, or they didn't see you and you lived. That's stealth bastard. That's not yeah. fucking stealth to me. That's no stealth is stealth is the fact that being hidden gives you power. And allows you to plan and execute and do cool shit. In Stealth Bastard, the cool shit is not getting killed. Well, no. Like, no, 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 no. Mark okay, but like to, to, um, what was it, the messenger's point that like, maybe everything doesn't have to be like Dark Souls. Maybe some things just only need to die in two hits. Hmm. Does it ever need to get more complicated than that? And obviously, and, and when not. it does, when it gets to the bosses, the bosses are wonderful. Like these are, and these are screen filling simple 2D bosses where you kind of understand their pattern and then you figure out how to kill them. And the act of killing them is really fun. Like it's really fun. I don't understand why I'm having so much fun with this game. And as you play it the first time, it's a linear game. It's a linear 8-bit game. Not even the first time. For the first third of your first playthrough, it is a linear 8-bit game. Here's a scroll. Travel from one end of the island to the other side of the island. You get to the other side of the island, uh, you fight a boss, you do some shit, and then you're transported through time 500 years into the future, where suddenly it's a 16-bit game. And now, it's a Metroidvania. So you can now teleport to various areas that you've been before, and you can unlock additional teleporters in various other areas, and you keep on going to a prophet who gives you hints as to what to do. And uh, you can't, you can never figure out what the fuck the prophet wants based on his hint. So you have to go to the shopkeeper. The shopkeeper has always been a really acerbic wit. And, uh, and so he's willing, he's willing to tell you exactly where to go. He'll mark it on your map if you pay him. And uh, that's the other thing is, you know how, okay, so <clears throat> in a Souls game or, or uh, Hollow Knight, when you die, you lose your shit, right? Yeah. In the messenger, when you die, you don't lose anything. Hey! Because you're saved at the last minute by a little demon who follows you around. 
This demon doesn't actually save you. What he does is slightly reverse time, so you did die, and then he teleports you back to whatever your last save point was. And in exchange for saving your life, I'm going to be taking those coins you pick up for the next little bit, buddy. And <laughs> so... So it's you don't really, lose anything, but you kind of go into debt. You, you go into a little bit of debt, and and on my first playthrough, you know, by the time I hit the, by the time I hit the end of that first eight bit section, he had consumed thousands of coins. <laughs> and on my second playthrough, by the time I hit that, I think I'd probably given him like forty coins. So it it is a game. It's very much a game that you learn. It's very much a game about skill. It's very much about speed, and it's very much about mastering the environment and how you can move through it. Um, the way that it feels to move around this game feels really fucking good. It gives you a little uh, kind of I, I want to say a grapple hook, but that's not really the word for it. It's just a thing that you throw out in front of you. And if there's an enemy or a wall or uh, a ring in front of you, you will zip through it with a strike. So a, a blink spot. A little bit, a little bit, but um, but what you but what it took me until literally my second playthrough to realize is that I could use this to deal with um, otherwise unavoidable attacks on bosses, where oh. a boss would like leap towards me, and instead of trying to jump over him or some shit, I just zip zip through him with this thing and deal a little bit of damage. In fact, my last uh, when I did the boss fight on the demon uh, captain or whatever, who's a really, really fast boss leaping around. That was the final hit on him, was leaping through one of his attacks as he tried so to get it's, me. So it's, it's more awesome. than just invincibility frames. It does damage, too. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, it is an attack. And and so you, you're chaining that. Oh, yeah, and I haven't even gotten to the core fucking gimmick of the game. The core gimmick of the game is the very first thing you're taught when you're in your little ninja village <clears throat> is that you jump, swing your sword... And that gives you a second jump. And if you hit something else, you now have another jump. Every time you deal damage in the air, it resets your jump. That's it. That's this this game's one little kind of twist on the generic action formula. And it works so fucking good. Because once you've mastered it, nothing can stop you. You can go pretty much anywhere as long as there's shit in the environment. And some of the challenges that have to deal with this are insane. Where there's like a bunch of projectiles that will hurt you in the air. But you've unlocked the thing where your sword will destroy a projectile. So you can attack those things. You can get a double jump off them. You can cross this room. Like it's... it's That's it's, awesome. It's really fucking good. The bosses are really fucking good. The writing is is clever and breaks the fourth wall regularly and is really self-aware and really and really um I don't know, it's it's having a lot of fun and I had a lot of fun with it and the music is amazing. Like the messenger so now for me the metroidvanias of 2018 go because it just feels so fucking good to play. That's like a core thing of what I want you to take away from this, is it feels really good to play. It doesn't look like it, but once you start playing it, you really start to enjoy... <laughs> yeah, the, like the, those, none of those trailers sold me at all. That's right. But once you once I started to play it, I found I really was starting to enjoy the artistry of the enemy designs and mm. the character themselves and certainly the bosses and the backgrounds, I think, are gorgeous. Um, so for me now, the Metroidvanias of 2018 go, number one, Hollow Knight. Um, then I would actually put the messenger at number two. Ooh, and, that, mm, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, and then Guacamelee and uh, and Dead Cells are fighting. No, I'd probably go Dead Cells and Guacamelee. See, yeah. I really wish, just watching trailers of this, that it was available on something besides the Switch. It will just be. because I want I want to play this on a controller. Yeah, uh, yeah. but it's on PC. I don't have a PC that can run anything. <laughs> 
Yeah, you can't run the messenger. Sixteen bit. I well, it looks sixteen bit. Like who knows? Yeah. yeah, could be running in Unity for all we know. Oh, uh-huh. Do we know if it's coming out for other consoles? I if it has, it hasn't been announced. Now, uh, but back you've, to, uh, you've got a Switch. I do have a Switch, and so I've got a Pro controller. So, so fucking use the Pro controller. I just solved your problem. It's on a console that you have that you have a controller for. I know. Yeah. And if anyone's yet you bitch. Speaking of PC, if anyone's like thinking <laughs> it is of my like, nature, yeah, right getting Dragon Quest and like either like console or PC, I have a at this point maybe six year old processor. I think it was like I think it's an i seven something i seven five e or whatever. Um, the one like serious complaint, uh, what's his name had in Kotaku was that like the loading times bogged it down. Like, after playing it for so but, long. But did he say what the loading times actually were? No, he didn't. And that, that's frustrating, because, like, the loading times they're getting on PC are almost non-existent. Okay, but are you running off of an SSD? Yes. Well, there uh, you go. That's why. <laughs> I kind of want to install an SSD in a PS4. I, I, it doesn't really work with every game, but well, this and Fallout 4, holy shit. Yeah. Well, apparently, installing Overwatch with an SSD will mean I will always be able to install Tracer before anyone else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's that's really multiplayer cool. advantage due to hardware. Nice. Okay. That's real PC gaming on the PS4. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of which, that is one of my Overwatch tales. Is uh, is advantage due to hardware? What on your pro? You mean? No, no, no. I mean another player. Oh. Um. So to to start off, my comp. Did not go very well this weekend. Um, I did my placements. I got, I actually went six and four in placements, so I did okay. But I knew I wasn't playing as well as I normally do. Like, I really wasn't rocking it. Like, I was doing okay every now and then I'd get medals. But what's weird is we would win when my, uh, my accuracy went down. And I would get like close to 40% accuracy and we'd lose and I'd get 35% accuracy and we'd win. I don't understand it. And then, so after, after we placed, and I placed at 2502, so just into platinum. So I've got my platinum reward for the season. That's really all I'm ever shooting for. I'm good. Chris, do you want to play some more games? He goes, sure. So we play another five games because we can't imagine that our bad luck will hold. We <laughs> lost our last three. <laughs> That's the thing about bad luck. Yeah. We go one and four for the rest of the yeah. night. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely terrible. And I don't know, I don't know if this is just because I hadn't had much sleep the night before. I don't know if it's, we were doing it on Sunday because it was a long weekend, so it's a different crowd. I don't know. But last night we played a little bit and I finally got back in the zone and it was fucking awesome. Um, and, and so we're, we're, we're trucking along and we're doing okay. And we win one in comp, we lose one in comp, we win another one in comp and we're prepared to do one more game. Just one last game. And we're on defense on Numbani. And the enemy team is coming in, and I can already see that their McCree is a little separated from the group, so I blink into that McCree. I start landing shots as I fly above his head. He looks up and flashbangs me as I fall. But I know which way he's looking when he flashes me, and I know where I've fallen, so I'm fine. Like, no McCree is going to be able to turn and, oh, he shot me in the head. Mm-hmm. I, I, it never occurred to me before he did it that I wasn't going to survive that because I've never seen someone do a shot like that. So I paid very close attention to that kill cam. And I'm pretty fucking sure this guy was using a mouse. Yeah, that but sounds about right. you can't say for sure. My brother, for the record, is 100% sure that this asshole was using a mouse. And so these guys rolled us on attack. They pushed it all the way, all three points on Numbani. We didn't stall them for even a second. They had like three minutes in the bank at the end of it. I think we stalled them for a little bit on the third point, but either way, they had three minutes in the bank. And so we, and so this guy is just rocking our world. 
but by the end of their attack round, I had kind of, um, I had kind of gotten up in his face enough. I identified him as the carry. I got to deal with this guy. But I I gotten up in his face to the point that he switched out to Widowmaker, which was his main, because I checked. <laughs> and, uh, so like, and Widowmaker is the character that benefits most from a most. So now I'm doubly sure that he's cheating. And, uh, but again, I'm quite adept at dueling a Widowmaker, even if they are way better than me. And he was. <laughs> but the entire attack round, I just dealt with him. And once he was dealt with, I would go and kill his team. Cause once he was gone, his team couldn't do shit to us. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, uh, and so it got to the point where he was so scared of me that he would, you know, he'd use his Widowmaker ult when he can see people through walls and he'd waste all of it trying to shoot at me. And that was exactly what I wanted. So we got it all the way to the final point. We got it home, but we only did it with like 30 seconds to spare. So now we attack and they attack, and we have 30 seconds to attack and take point A and maybe see how far we can push the payload. They have three minutes to do it. So we're on attack, and they full hold us. I cannot kill him this time. I can get him off the high ground, I can get him down to one hit point, but I can't seal the deal. And so going into the fourth round, no one picks a character. We're just sitting there at this character select. No one's picking anything because we're all like, what are we going to do? Like, we're not like, I'm not on mics with these people, but I can sense that we're all terrified. The hesitation, the what, what's going That's on? That's right. Yeah. And, and then one guy goes, Hanzo. And I go, Tracer. And everyone locks in. And we're going to fucking do this. And we roll out there and we hard, full hold these fuckers. Full hold defense point A nobody. And so it was a draw. They didn't win. That was a victory. You <laughs> held, held him back. That's right. So, like, we all felt we were going to lose. We were 100%. Like, we can't keep these guys off us from multiple team fights. We fucking won. It felt so good. And I got some uh, some sportsmanship awards. So, that was... so, how exactly was he using a mouse? Are there adapters that allow mm-hmm. you to use a mouse on PS4? Yeah, there's adapters. And they're quite pricey. But yeah. uh, you absolutely get them, and apparently a lot of people, a lot of the population in the higher SRs in PS4 will beat the shit out of people with mice and while using a mouse and then tell them to get good. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just yeah, fucking see, awful. If you're going to yeah. do that, at least admit it. What is because admitting it do? Like, like what, Nothing, what? but, I mean, everybody can tell. Just stop lying about it. I don't think, like, I'm sure if I'd have asked, they would have sent me a picture of their setup with the mouse. Probably. Like, I'm sure they'd be quite proud of it. That's one of the few things that is a legitimate 100% advantage. I mean, there's really no debate. No. When I'm playing Borderlands, I usually do it on a controller. When I want to just, you know, cut through a bunch of freaking bandits, I just lean over and put one hand on the mouse and... (laughs) Yep, it's 100% better. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Reminds me back of the Dreamcast. They actually had a built-in, not a built-in, but like legitimate sport for a mouse. Ooh, actually, back to Chance's point. While I was waiting for uh, Dragon Quest to unlock for... Four hours this morning. <laughs> um, it's going to be 11 o'clock. Just kidding. 12.45, guys. Oh, really? Uh, no, yeah, it was brutal. Um, I was playing Athena, and she has one build where that's based around like her melee attack. And okay. one of the co- the cornerstone for that tree is she basically does what that guy does. So you can fly towards, automatically fly towards an enemy that you've had their health bar up. Okay. And make them bleed. And as long as you make an, either an enemy bleed or you kill them, that that move resets, so I can literally just hop around, hitting enemies that are either not bleeding or near death. Hmm. Huh. It was so much fun. Nice. It's, I, it went from being like one of the characters I didn't really care about to I hope she comes back in Borderlands Three, hmm. 
or at least something like her. Hmm. All right. Well, before we get to headlines, speaking of things not starting when they're supposed to start, on Sunday, thanks to a three-day weekend, I drove an hour and a half out of town with my wife and went to go see Metallica. Nothing. That's Ooh. nothing for Metallica. Started at 7.30 was the time on the ticket. Showtime, 7.30. They actually took the stage at about 8.45. Yeah, that's about right. Was there an opening act? No. Not, uh, there was a dude out there doing air quotes. Comedy. No. It was so cringy and awful. So, I mean, I'm chalking it up to it being, this is the first date on their new tour that they're still working some things out. Oh, Maybe. Really? I don't like know. Like the opening act. Was it but, actually the first date on their new tour? Yeah. This oh, is wow. the first date of the new tour. Okay, yep. that's cool. Yep. Um, so, that was annoying, but once they started, I had never seen Metallica before. They're kind of one of those bucket list bands. Mm-hmm. There are too many bands that I've missed, and now that members are dead or they're retired. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'll never get to see Audio Slave because Chris Cornell was dead. I'll never get to see Rage Against the Machine because they're never getting back together. I'll never get to see System of a Down because they're never getting back together. So it's I like, all right. forgetting Cornell didn't, is dead. Didn't Cornell do Soundgarden after Audio Slave? No, Audio Slave was after Soundgarden. Oh, Soundgarden okay. got back together. Oh, okay. Um, but I never. I had seen Soundgarden, so I, I had been exposed to Chris Cornell in person, and it's an experience, but I never saw Audio Slave. Anyway, these artists that I like are all getting old, so I'm like, fuck this, I need to start seeing these people. So Metallica came up, and we sat in literally the last row oh. in the arena. Okay. Way at the top. Now, this is in the Kohl Center in Madison. Wisconsin, which is not a very big arena. So even though I was way in the back, honestly, it was a fine seat. Hmm. I could see, you could hear, of course. So the seat was not bad. It was a tremendous show. Not the best concert I've ever been to, but it was a tremendous show because they knew why people were there. Yes, they're supporting the new Hardwired to Self-Destruct album, which I haven't listened to, uh, but... They knew that people are there because they want to hear stuff off of. Yeah. uh, Well, okay. We, because of the parking situation, we left after the, uh, after the first, we didn't stay for the encore. And of course, Sam was in the encore. So I didn't get to hear that. Hmm. Um, but I got to hear one live, Hmm. which was awesome. (laughs) And there was another song where the stage opens and like hundreds of, little drones fly out of the stage oh and God. start circling the stage. It was just kick-ass. It was awesome. That's cool. I understand why people have gone to it's see these guys six, seven, eight man. times. Well, I mean, they they stayed right above the stage. They didn't fly above well, this the time. crowd. Oh, okay. Yeah, this time. Okay. Okay. So so it was it was a good time. I just wish they would have started at 7.30 because then I wouldn't have felt obligated to leave, you know, mm. at 11.15 mm. because I needed to get back to my car and, and avoid the traffic. Mm-hmm. So... But it was a good time. It was expensive, but it was a good time. Um, did I ever tell you about seeing Evanescence live? No, but I bet you that was good. Yeah. Okay, I, I don't give a shit about Evanescence, never have. Like, I was aware of that going under song. Yeah. It was a good song. It was a fine song. And there was a couple years there where Evanescence was huge. Mm-hmm. And then one day, uh, this this nice lady I work with uh, calls me at home. Says, what am I doing tonight? I go, I don't actually have plans. Why, what's up? Well, her sister works at a bank, 
and one of the clients of the bank has a permanent box at the MTS Center, this local. Oh. Yeah. And so he's got tickets for this uh, music, uh, some sort of music festival thing going on there, rock the something. And do I want to go? Because uh, they're trying to fill up seats with it so he can hang out with a bunch of cool young people. <clears throat> and apparently she'd asked this person and this person, this other person, this other person from the office and this other person. And they all had plans. And after all of them, she thought of me. Mm. So, but at but, the same time, she, uh, the, but she thought of you. <laughs> yeah, but th- this lady is actually a really nice lady. She, I went to her wedding. She's a wonderful person. So I didn't want to let her down. So I went, and it was a bunch of bands that I had never fucking heard of and didn't care about because I don't listen to the radio. The one band, the two bands that I recall that weren't Evanescence. One was called Five Finger Death Punch. I know them. They were yeah. absolutely fucking horrible. What? They were absolutely horrible. They, they, they were, they were a shitty band. They played shitty songs and they pandered to the audience so transparently. Where like he comes out and there's five bottles of water set up and every now and then he'll walk up, grab a water, not take a sip and just spray it over the audience because that's how bad we are. And they say that we're not allowed to have drinks in here. And then, uh, and then by the time he, by the time there's one bottle of water left, you know, they've got one song left. So the guy gets out and he goes, yeah, they're telling us we got to get off the stage because things are getting too rowdy. And I'm like, fuck yeah. you, buddy. <laughs> You're so fucking transparent. You're so just doing this for money. You're such a product. Fuck off. And then the sheepdogs came up. The sheepdogs oh, no. were basically folk rock from New York, I think. <laughs> and, and they basically did a whole set lampooning Five Finger Death Punch. Okay, that's and, cool. And that's kind good... of, yes, yeah, starting to say something super hardcore and then just walking it back to say something really nice. <laughs> and playing some really nice music. And then Evanescence came on. And what was her, what was the woman's name again? Something Lee? I don't on, remember. Yeah, I I've never been a fan. Me, me neither, but... Uh, uh, I, oh, shoot. Evangeline Lilly? No. That's no, no, no. That's an actor. That's Yeah, that's that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's a wasp. Amy Lee. Amy, Amy Lee is Lee. the name of the woman from Evanescence. And no one... So I probably saw 12 bands that night. Amy Lee is a fucking rock star. Mm-hmm. Like, she just came out and blew us the fuck away. She brought the house down. She was incredible. And that was the last really amazing concert I've seen. I am going to see Jack Black in November. And it's weird because my ticket is my phone, but they're going to lock up my phone when I get there. And I can't use it, like, in a little bag. And then I won't be able to use it until I leave the thing. And I'm like, well, can I just print a ticket so I can leave my phone at home and not have to deal with your bag bullshit when I come in and go out? And apparently not. So, <laughs> yeah. So, like, what, what do people so, with cell phones do? Don't go to concerts, I guess. Metallica was not the finest concert I've ever seen. I, I could I could easily name the best concert I've ever seen. And then I actually got to see Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers once. That is pretty And cool. they that played nice. on the 4th of July, and they opened with American Girl. <laughs> and God damn, that old man could fucking rock. And he was old then, and this was like 15 years ago. But holy crap. No pyrotechnics, no special lights, just him and the band being awesome. So, uh, does that mean it's time for headlines? Absolutely. I think it means it's time for headlines. In Overwatch news, uh, noted blogger and cool guy Chance got platinum in his placements. This <laughs> Yeah. Headlines, yay! All right. But in actual Overwatch news, there's really nothing. Um, was there anything? No, the Winston Jump Pack thing got patched. Uh, that's actually it. 
That's actually hmm. it. I mean, I guess you could say a couple of weeks ago there was a leak of costumes or uh, skins for the next two events. So there, we have names for some skins that are going to be in the Halloween event, but we have no idea which characters they're for or what they are. <laughs> I don't names? know. I don't have it in front of me. Mm-hmm. But there were nothing memorable. But if Tracer doesn't have a fucking Halloween legendary this year, I will. You will totally stop playing Overwatch. Yeah. What would you? What would you yeah. want for a Tracer Halloween legendary? I don't know, but I just, I just want it to look really cool. Sally and, from Nightmare Before Christmas. I would Beetlejuice. like that. I would also like Beetlejuice. <gasps> Uh, yeah. I think I think the natural choice for Tracer would be Werewolf of London. Ooh, yeah. Uh, um, Dexy's Midnight Runner. I have no idea what that is. Like the overalls and the red handkerchief. Yeah, but I don't know what Dexy's Midnight Runner is. Come on, Eileen. I've heard of the song. Well, that, that's a costume they wear. Oh. In the once again, ever. Alex is smarter than it's, we are. I've seen the Halloween costume a bunch. <laughs> and I really like it. Um. Okay. <clears throat> the PS Plus games for September. She, she, she runs. For PlayStation Plus. For PS4 <laughs> include Destiny 2 and God of War 3 Remastered. Yeah, that, that's kind of better than Xbox is offering this month, isn't it? <laughs> Way. Like, Xboxes were just. None of them were worth anything. And fucking Destiny 2. I don't. I don't want to play God of War 3. Again. No, I wouldn't play it either. But. But. Yeah. Uh, but Destiny 2 is like one of the biggest. Biggest AAAs from last year. It's it's yeah, pretty and it's fun. like one year old, and it was this is like getting Assassin's Creed Origins. Well, it's yeah, it's it's some sweaty desperation. It is. It's got to be to sell some yeah, DLC. Yeah, I was gonna say, isn't isn't the new expansion coming out like yes, short yes. yesterday? Yeah, okay. and that, that that's quite common for a game to be P, a free on PS Plus right around the time all of its DLC goes on sale. Yeah, <laughs> like so, you know that that's a common thing, but that you know it's remains a very high profile AAA yeah. game for Plus. So that, that's really cool. And last month, fucking uh, Mafia 3. Like, PS Plus is doing quite well lately. If you don't look at Vita, PS3. <laughs> as, as anyone looked at the Vita? Uh, yeah, I, what did I put on it the other day? Uh, what the fuck was it? You actually God. turned it on, though. No, yeah, Chasm. Yeah, I played Chasm on the Vita for a while. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, Chasm. So there's still stuff you can buy oh, absolutely. that's new. In fact, there's more new games. Right, that's coming. neat. Yeah, yeah. There's still good stuff coming for Vita. It's weird that there is, but there is. Um, <clears throat> the Binding of Isaac Repentance has been announced with a new teaser trailer. I did not watch the teaser because I didn't. Is it actually game. a sequel or just more of like add-on stuff? I get the sense that it's a sequel, but I don't know why I think that. It wouldn't surprise me if it was just another little expansion. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, did anyone? Does anyone care about Spelunky? No, not really. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I know there's, uh, and I, I used to care about Binding of Isaac, but I don't anymore. Well, I thought I, I thought I should care about Spelunky because you know it's a beautiful two D platforming roguelike, like that's fucking everything yeah. I love. I did not like Spelunky at all. I, I never had fun yeah, with me it. I just, it's just like, I misplaced a one jump a little bit, and I lost two hours of progress. Mm-hmm. Fuck mm-hmm. Ah, Chamberlain mm-hmm. moment. Yep, there you go. <laughs> yep. Fuck this! But no, like, like Binding of Isaac gave me a lot more leeway than that. Binding of Isaac did not. Give yeah, me no, leeway. no, no. But it definitely did. Like, at least you had hearts, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I mean. I don't think there were any bottomless pits or one-hit kills. And uh... no, there were there were some bottomless pits. Really? And in I, Binding, like, like I said, I end. guess I never got that far. <laughs> no, I certainly didn't. The mother mm-hmm. fight? No, never got never got to mother. That was so fucked up. The whole game was fucked up. So fucking. But I, yeah, yeah, your 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 dead uh, siblings' fetuses are power ups. 
Yeah. Well, you know, like stem cells. You know, that's just. <laughs> yeah, no. That's just science. No, 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 no. no. They're, they're the actual fetuses. They're different. Some one of them's blue because it's suffocated. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. No worries. It's the kind of game where I haven't played it in in maybe four years, but I still remember they're called Brother Bobby and Sister mm-hmm. Maggie. Because you got scarred. Because that shit that doesn't, doesn't. That shit doesn't yeah, leave doesn't your wash head. Off. Nope. No. No. Oh man, there's. And there's like there's like these floating heads with no lips and bleeding mouths that whenever they'd shoot blood at you, it would go, hey, 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 terrifying, terrifying. Uh, speaking of things that don't leave you, one of my uh, my boss's boss at work just started playing Horizon Zero Dawn, and he came to me for advice on that today. He was like, so I was playing Horizon last night, and he also plays Overwatch. So I was like, wait, wait a minute, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Lunar Colony or Zero Dawn? He goes, Zero Dawn. I go, oh, it's so good. He goes, yeah, it really is. Just remembering. Just it is remembering. a really good game. Everyone needs to they play really that do. game. That's like I was thinking. That's probably my favorite single player, triple A single player game from probably since Bloodborne. Yeah. And there's been some really good shit. You know, there has been some good shit since. I, I've gotten my money's worth out of my PS4 between Bloodborne, that God of War. And, you know? Yeah, like yeah, and Destiny. Yeah, I mean, too. there's some really good stuff on there. But uh, but Horizon was something really special. Yeah. Yes, it was. Uh, <clears throat> Battlefield 5's release date has been pushed back to November 20th. Crickets. Indeed. Yep. Uh, okay, do you remember a sci-fi game called Rebel Galaxy? Yeah, I remember you, I remember you talked yeah, about yes. the music in that game, and you love the music in it. I, I'm, I'm still stunned that was too Yeah, me too. Well, apparently, so it wasn't bad. It was actually quite good, and it was one of those games that I wish I'd been able to spend more time with, but I wasn't that interested. Um, and one of the things that it did was it you flew along a 2D plane. And you, like, went around the solar system and went around planets and shit like that, but it was always on a 2D plane. And uh, so it just kind of made things simpler and allowed you to kind of appreciate the environment that they were doing more. Um, but at the same time, it's a fucking space game. Mm-hmm. So Rebel Galaxy Outlaw is coming to Switch, and uh, the devs are saying that this will now be a full 3D game. So just that game again on a handheld, I'm, I'm kind of pretty interested in that. I'm going to have to check that out. Hmm. Yeah. That's not this year, is it? Uh, no release window or anything. Okay. But you never know with Switch. Could, like, they could fucking do a Nintendo Direct tomorrow, and by the way, it's out today. <laughs> um, a VIP demo for Anthem is coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox One on February 1st, 2019. Super worried about how fun that is. Yeah, I, I think that's probably why they're doing the demo. They need yeah. that word of mouth. Looks like they're just like... Guess what, guys? We have beautiful cutscenes, but hey, yeah, yes or no questions only. Thanks. Was that what they, is that what they showed? No more dialogue trees, guys. Yes or no? I answers. know, but the, what I saw actually looked pretty good. Of a like, yeah, it looked gorgeous, but there, it's 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 going to be Destiny with Bioware. I, 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 okay, I mean, we don't we'll know see. that. We'll see. They're they're saying they're they're we'll see. the Bioware we'll people are saying that this isn't a departure from what they've done in the past. It's the, it's the next evolution. Yeah, of it. Well. and maybe that's true. It's Bioware. They said a lot of stuff like that about Andromeda. That's a good point. I think they believed that stuff, yeah. though. That's a good point. It's that, only that, a lie if you sound... don't believe it. No. <laughs> okay, well, first of all, you're no, fucked up. No, a lie is... I did. I did. A li- yeah. No, a lie is like saying something launches at 12 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time and it launches at 12.17. <laughs> and it goes from launches in less than an hour to coming <laughs> soon. Oh, fuck you, Steam. <laughs> This morning, fuck you so hard. I built my entire day. <laughs> uh, okay, so in order to access this VIP demo of Anthem, assuming anyone wants to, uh, you would have to be an EA Access subscriber, or you'd have to pre-order the game. 
I have neither of those done. Oh, I'm not going to pre-order it. No. 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 Oh, I'm not pre-ordering freaking Cyberpunk. What? You're not pre-ordering what? Cyberpunk? No. Not until I get some, like, decent hands-on looks at it. Like, I, ne- I need more intel. Really? It could all be, like, a Bioshock Infinite. No, see, Picasso okay, here's the thing. Did you enjoy Witcher 3? So very okay. much. It's that's, the same that, people. That's, that's, the, that's the question. That's the only question. But is it is the writing as good? I'm not until that they yet. let you down. Give them the benefit of the doubt because they've earned that. It's like I'm yeah, going to really buy have. whatever the fuck uh, uh, Sucker Punch does next. Because like, I love Sucker Punch, and I didn't really even like Infamous First Light or Infamous Last Son like at all. But Sucker Punch no. is still Sucker Punch. Infamous too. Still infamous really two good. remains really really good, and Infamous First Light is really really good. Uh, for the listener, First Light is an expansion for Infamous Second Son on PS4. It's fucking awesome. Way better than the core <laughs> yeah, game. Yeah, it's like, hey, what if just Neon? Yeah, what if... Oh, and, and a better character. <laughs> yeah, what, what if a better yeah. character, better writing, better performance, and sorry, Troy Baker. Uh, I, I, I like, like Delson. Delson was fine, and Troy Baker was 100% of why he was fine. But, uh, uh, God, I forget her name. Laura Bailey as Fetch is better. Um, yeah. I... I she had a much better, had a origin. much better origin, and he, it was actually fun to play as her. And that yeah. was the big thing: is that moving around the city as Fetch was fun as shit. Oh, there it is. That game was over like an act too soon. The first one, or the the main game, Second um, Son, or yeah, Second Son. So like, oh, final battles right now. Okay, cool. God damn no, it. No, no, it, it felt like well, you know, you you I knew how much of the city I had cleared out. It was like, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just like this is this is it. Yeah, yeah like okay. that's that's kind of it. So I'm never getting concrete powers. My, I you. Oh, I do have concrete powers. Oh, I can see why you. Were. <laughs> yeah, my, my my main problem with Infamous Second Son is just that uh, in the in the first Infamous couple of games. All of the powers that you encountered and your own powers were elemental, like really primal shit. Like mm-hmm. fucking lightning, lightning and yeah. ice and fire and the power of teleportation and shit like that. And in Second Son, you've got the power of smoke. Smoke, smoke isn't a fucking power. It's the after effect of fire, which <laughs> is a power. Like, it's it's the remnants. It's the detritus of fire being used. That's not a fucking superpower. Now, admittedly, it did look kind of cool. I'm turning into smoke and flying up vents. That did really look cool, cool, but that flying up vents was, again, one of the only aspects of the locomotion that was actually fun, and it was tied to wherever these vents were in the environment. Like, it... it Large flashing lights, because you just you got to know where all yeah, the events are. Second, it's for people's safety. <laughs> but I did love the evil ending. At the, if you got the evil karma ending at the end of Infamous Two, I didn't. Oh man, it was what so happens? fucking dark. Uh, Del. Oh, Infamous no, Two. No, uh, Second Son. Second Son. Second at the, son. At the okay, end of yeah. Second Son, if you're playing as Evil Delson, he goes back to his people, and he comes from a Native American tribe outside of Seattle. And he's gone into the city to try to find the woman who put concrete spikes into some of his people so that he can get the power to remove the spikes. And over the course of the game, blah, 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 a lot of shit happens, you do that. You go back and you now have the power of concrete, you can remove the spikes. But if you've been evil Delson all game, you get oh, yeah. to, you get to the big house and the old woman who's like the medicine woman for your tribe and the matriarch of your people and you mm-hmm. really look up to her won't let you in. And she's like, come on, it's me. Like, come on, I, I can fix this. We don't want help from someone who's done the things you've done. I saw you kill children, Delson. 
and she closes the she closes Jesus. the door on you and Delson turns around and you can see his heart breaking and you can see that heartbreak turn to rage and he clenches his fists and smoke erupts from them and he fires himself up into the sky and he does that fucking impact thing that wipes out a city block and he comes crashing down on the lodge mm. that's Damn. the evil end of infamous second son it was fucking spectacular I, and i can see like after that it's like where do we go from here how about feudal Japan? Sound <laughs> well. I'm, I'm. There's a part of me that's disappointed that we didn't just get Infamous uh, Three with Cole McGrath again, because that shit was always fun as hell, and I would love to. Play. Yeah, lightning, lightning, lightning felt, felt better. really, really good. <laughs> the locomotion in those games was amazing. I I miss the pincer shot. I miss. I I just miss the ice launch. Just ice super launch was jump. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, like, it was fun as shit, and those were fun open world platformers, and we don't get many of those. I love how, like, even in a post-apocalypse, uh, New Orleans still has tourism. <laughs> there was no apocalypse. The apocalypse is... What? There was a, ma- a wall of fire going it down the It wasn't a wall East of Coast. fire. That was the beast. Who was he a wall of fire? He wasn't a physical fire. wall of fire. He was a giant fire monster. He, w- he was a fire He was Yoten. a fire Yoten, but he wasn't a wall of fire. Yeah. Well, that was what the map showed. Well, the map it ju- burned. It yeah, burned the map behind showed, him. Like, yeah. devastation coming towards yeah. New Orleans. No, well, it yeah. actually wasn't even called New Orleans, was it? It was called, like, Numeray, which actually... Bayou City. <laughs> it's better than Bayou City. It, it is they, better they than try. Bayou City, but it was a wonderful environment. Hmm. It was really good. Finally, good last villain. bit of news. Villain? Who's the villain? It was that, that, that um sort of uh, uh, Grand Wizard dude. Oh, yeah, 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 but... He pulled, out, pulled him out of that limo, he turned a, to a monster. And again... The evil ending of Infamous Second Son was just oh, yeah. devastating. It was so good. What was good about that one is that I tried to like turn close to the end, and the game's like, "No, nah, you're, you're too evil now. You're getting this ending. Yeah. You gotta, sh- you gotta yeah, shoot no, your friend." Like, I love how like the ice chick it was the one with like the least character in yeah. the whole game. I thought that was a decent mm-hmm. twist. No, mm-hmm. oh, it was good. It was brilliant. She was a good actor. Yeah, no, all the God performances damn. in that were really good, and I really disliked they recast Cole, but it worked out. Yeah, it was a good choice. Yeah. No, he was, he was really good. He was. And our final bit of news today, Netflix has announced that Henry Cavill, Superman, is going to play Geralt in the Witcher series. I'll buy yeah, it. Yeah, I saw some mock-ups today on Twitter that actually made it look pretty good. Can Well, not even just looking. Like, have you seen yeah. Man From Uncle? He's a lot of fun in that. A lot of dry yeah. wit. Guess what Geralt needs? That. That is true. See, will he use his normal accent? Because Henry Cavill has a British accent. That should be, that should be fine. Honestly, I don't think we're gonna. I don't think he's gonna be as monotone. Yeah, or even yeah. can be. Yeah, I think actually, like the the guy who does the the voice for The Witcher is, um, like he's good, but he's good in like a solid. Yeah, he's snake so even tempered. <laughs> yeah, like when you have a dictionary to perform. You settle into a pattern. Not, not even a pattern, but just sort of a, a comfort and, and solidity with it. Like, it, it never bothered me. And it, His performance never bothered me. No. It's fun. No. It's good. Like, sometimes there'd be a really dramatic contraction where he'd be like, I gotta. And that would get me. But that's the only time. <laughs> that would make me chuckle. Like, oh, Paul. But really, having a, having a star of Cavill's caliber attached to this might be yeah. kind of like a good feather in its cap and get people watching who have no idea what The Witcher is. 
uh, noir fantasy. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's so much and fun. Noir fantasy to me is very appealing. So are yeah. they going to go full Game of Thrones and make this an R-rated thing? They I have hope to. So. They don't. I don't. I, I don't know why they would do this if they weren't like it, it, Game of Thrones is ending next year, and they are looking to muscle in. No, clearly. I don't. I don't think we need to go with general HBO levels of nudity because The Witcher itself never had no. that. But you know, no, well, no, 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 yeah, no, no, well, no. I'm not saying. Well, I'm not saying absolutely. Okay, I'm not saying it did. didn't have nudity. I'm just saying that every single fucking. 15 minute section of The Witcher, you're not going to see some titties and bush in your face. No, no, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. 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 no the, 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 the Game of Thrones, they knew the audience. Yeah, and it's a bit much. And yes, it and was. and so I kind of end, I'm hoping that instead of going trying to emulate that as if that's some sort of selling feature feature of Game of Thrones, they do kind of have the same amount of I don't want to say reticence that The Witcher game has, but at least kind of understanding that the titties come out. When there's a good reason for it, like they they're not just there yeah. just because. Hey, let's have a topless chick walk by. <laughs> you know, like I loved Witcher Three's focus on relationships. Like you would, it wasn't just like random sex. You could focus on like a relationship and it would have ups and downs. Could you have random it. sex though? Uh, with one I character, you I never could. tried. Well, it's not really random, then, is it? It's fated. Yeah. Okay. And then in the DLC, there was this one chick, this like Peter Pan looking chick. Okay. Heck. And like she she would only be in the DLC like she didn't really exist in the game and I thought it was hmm. kind of weird felt like cheating didn't do it <laughs> well see that, yeah that, yeah you like, you bought it okay wait yeah Triss or oh, oh yeah uh, absolutely Triss is the only one that who's the other one though Jennifer yeah okay uh, I think Yennefer. I was in the Jennifer camp I'm sure I remember you being I don't in understand camp. it yeah I was so in wait Jennifer doesn't actually care she's so Jennifer doesn't actually care yes she does I don't think so ultimately she just cares that you don't care about her. And only then, as soon as like they, as soon as the table turns back to where she has control, she doesn't really care about Geralt, and she kind of leaves him alone. She's abandoned him twice. Mm. Well, didn't yeah. they have that curse though, where they like were cursed to love each other? Yeah, no, that what that was fucked up. But he only did that not to defend what he did. Like he basically made it so like she couldn't not love him, and that's yeah. fucked up. What? What and, was this in The Witcher Three? Yes. Yes, yes, dude. They have a fight with a genie on the side of a mountain in a ship. And he curses awesome. her to be in love with him? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Gerald yeah, he is. Up. And he can up, and he, I, I played it to where, like, he makes, um, reparations you, for that. Could you choose not to do that? Oh. Yes. Okay. What happens if you don't choose to curse her with that? Then Yennefer still loves you, because she doesn't have a Yeah, but you, I didn't curse her with loving me. Oh no no! Like, I don't know. I think like that. That's like, yeah. I don't think you can not like, do that. I oh, think that's because okay. she's never showed up in the game until now. Yennefer hasn't showed up till now. I thought she nope. was in tons of earlier games. Mm-hmm. Just Triss. Triss was. Nope, she's in tons of earlier, tons of earlier books. Oh, none of the games. Okay. Yeah, Triss was in two. And wasn't Triss in one? Two, yeah, uh, one and two. She's in both. I she's never finished one. Holy crap! That game was. It is a yeah. slow. Well, if I played them all, I would have stuck with Triss. Yeah, I she's did. my Garrus, obviously. She's great. <laughs> oh yeah, no, she's great, and she's and she's a humanitarian. Yennefer isn't. Why did I side with Yennefer? I don't remember. I don't know. Maybe I like a girl who's going to be in charge. I have no idea. <laughs> she is very much maybe in charge. I just, yeah. Maybe, maybe I need that discipline. I don't know. <laughs> and maybe you just you know you, you get a Deadpool thing. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, we've started talking about Witcher waifus. It might be time to... 
I'm dead, though. No, I'm, I'm willing to bet that Cyberpunk will... I, I predict Cyberpunk will get better reception than... No, I have no idea. Maybe maybe Red Dead and them are on the same level. I don't know. I'd like to think CD Projekt's writing pushes it over the top. In terms of, like, a Red Dead rock star show. See, Witcher 3 had tremendous critical acclaim, but how did it sell compared to other games? It sold very well. Did it? Did it? Okay. Yeah, very, very well. Like Skyrim territory. Really? I didn't realize it was that big. No. It was huge. And they didn't didn't, uh, discount it for, like, a year and a half. Wow. Had legs. Yep. Yes. It's a Oh, yeah. I love that game. In spite of its... Like, you don't need... Like, I don't have that... Great of a rig. You don't need one to like just have light shafts that would melt your eyes and that. Yeah, game. it's like this, the way they handled the setting sun hues. <laughs> Some of my favorites. Well, I'm I'm looking like only Rockstar. Yeah, I'm looking forward it. to see what Rockstar does in that department. Oh man, the morning fog in that that Red Dead trailer was that's right. fucking great. I will only be satisfied if there is a character or something named Roach in Cyberpunk. There has to be. <laughs> You, maybe it'll be. <laughs> I want just subtle allusions to the Witcher game somewhere in there. Give me a character. I love Roach. I was. I didn't. I played through the game the first time. I didn't know Roach was still in mm-hmm. it. I I did another playthrough just to find him again, and we were super buds again. We were buddy cops. Nice. Oh, I love Roach. All right. Well, that's about it. I think. Unless you guys have anything else. That's all I got. No, I'm good. Um. Uh, I think like the, my favorite thing about the Kotaku review of Dragon Quest that I totally agree with is uh, it's a go to try it before you go to bed kind of game. It's a bedtime story kind mm, of a game. Okay. It's that is chill the plan. and it's nice. And you can play it. I don't find myself falling asleep, but if I like taking a shower at night, which I almost never do, I, I can see it. <laughs> Wake up in the morning. It's a gentle gambling yeah. paradise. Nice. All right. Well, Alex, thanks for talking. Chance, thank you for being here. My pleasure. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you in a week. Oh.